and welcome back to Grace Talks. We're back with another episode of Real Talks, and this time it's going to be really fun because I actually have my mom with me. Mommy, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I am Sandy, and yes, I'm Grace's mom. I live here in North Texas by Fort Worth and uh, originally from California. I have been involved in raising horses and riding horses since I was five years old. I can say horses are my passion and something that's been a God-given gift to me that I have been able to pursue in these, gosh, 47, oh my goodness, 47 years. And so we have a horse ranch here and we do reining horses. Okay, well, awesome. So what is the topic that God's had on your heart lately? Well, due to the circumstances right now and everything, I would say that it's been all about patience. And what are your current circumstances? Uh, Almost five weeks ago, I had a complete knee replacement surgery on my right knee. And being the person that I am, the driven and competitive person, I really thought that as much as I knew that this wasn't going to be an easy surgery, I really thought that I was going to heal and be back on the on the road a lot quicker than most everybody and for some reason or another it's been extremely tough recovery for me and it's not going like I planned at all and so I am learning what patience is all about once again yeah has there been other times in your life that you feel like patience has really been a hard thing for you oh yeah I think patience has been something that I know I have and I think most people battle with their whole lives And it's something that I think can bring about a lot of anger and issues with having to deal with the reality that maybe we don't have control over everything and we have to just sit and be patient and wait for things to come in God's timing. And when it's right, I can, like I said, I I can't pinpoint because there's so many times that I've had to have this lesson over and over and over again. Obviously, I'm not perfecting it because I keep having it. (laughs) I know I struggle with patience all the time. I I struggle with patience right now because, you know, I'm I'm getting close to graduating, trying to find a job and looking like looking out for potential relationships and stuff my patience is always I feel like oh. not been the best <laughs> no and this this has been really hard because I'm in such a time of my life where I feel like God has really answered and blessed us in many ways with our with our business with our horse ranch and our success with that and then to have this and it was a choice for me to have my knee replacement surgery and it was the perfect time I thought to have it and I to to have the suffering as long as it's been, I'm almost embarrassed to say that because I know that so many people are suffering way more than I am. But it's just the fact that I, I really I usually handle pain very well. I have everybody very says, high, to- yeah, high pain tolerance, a very high pain tolerance. And I was just like, this is just going to be a piece of cake. And you know, I don't know what everybody else whines about with knee replacement. I know it's going to be uncomfortable for a week or two, but by golly, I. I all I have to do is just go like I normally do. Well, not so much the case here. And I had to rely upon my doctors and physical therapists. And most importantly, I mean, I've had to rely so much on my husband to take care of everything that it's been very a very trying time in my life. And it's something that's teaching me as, as being somebody who's very, very competitive that 
a lot of times it doesn't matter how competitive you are you have to wait just you have to just wait you have to sit down literally sit down and wait not something that I like to do let me put it that way (laughs) and I've had to deal with a bunch of emotions there's some days that I'm a little bit angry or a lot angry I guess I should say there's times that I'm emotional and depressed other times that I'm kind of going, hey, this ain't so bad. I get to sit around and watch Hallmark and just take naps and all that. But that's that's so short-lived. You know, it doesn't outweigh the, the times that I'm not being able to do all the things that I want to do. Or used to doing. Or used to doing. And I just started driving again. And, it, you know, your independence is just so taken back when you have something like this. Okay, so when it comes to praying to God and mm-hmm. thinking of that kind of stuff, where do you relate to the patience and all that stuff in it? Yeah, that's a tough question because I think that God takes this opportunity to teach you a multitude of things, not just patience about it. Because obviously I, I'm, I'm praying for healing and I'm praying for patience and and perseverance and you know a lot of different things, that, but there's so much more in that, that I think that God gives me the opportunity to go, okay, you know, you're, you're behind on paperwork. Now you've got a chance to, to catch up. He's addressing, you know, my, even my laziness. It's, there's just so much to be learned during this time and that I just have to rely upon him and his perfect timing that when, when will the pain go away and why am I having the pain that I'm having for so long? So I have to I have to sit there and any time that I get anxious or depressed or the anger starts to rise, I've he's teaching me to take a deep breath once again and he's taught me this so many times. First of all, everything it's out of my control and that's probably the hardest thing because I, I do like to control situations. I'm I'm a very strong willed and I hate to use the word controlling person, but I I am. I'm not going to fib about that. I I like to, you know, when I have people over to my house and I'm cooking, I don't want anybody else helping me in the kitchen. I I like to control the whole thing. Let let me just do it. And at this point, God, I'm sure God's sitting there going, mm, "Yeah, right, you know, Sandy, once again, I'm teaching you another lesson that you can't do it. And you've got to sit and wait upon me." And I think that <laughs> that's the million dollar question. If I could learn that, I would be so much more mature <laughs> in my walk and my example to other people. And that's just something that I'm going to have to get through this thing, this trial, this period of my life. And I'm sure this isn't going to be the last time that I will be facing this again. Highly doubtful. I know. <laughs> it just keeps going on. So when do you find yourself most likely to rely on God to give you patience and stuff like that? Is it easier to rely on him to help you in the hard times or when it's easier? Oh, I mean, I think in the perfect world when everything's easy, I think that you're just like, yeah, this is great and God's in control. But I really don't, at times, I just think that we can say that, but how deep do we feel that? And and how much are we drawing to the Lord at that time? I think a lot of times when things are going great and easy that 
you may be glorifying and thanking the Lord for the things that he's done. But at the same time, I think maybe your relationship might be even a little shallow. Like you're thanking him for what he's done, not who he is. Exactly. You're just, well, you might acknowledge who he is and things that he, he's done in your life and the greatness and your your accomplishments and, and stuff. I know when I've won major events and stuff, I mean, that he's the first person that I'm thinking of and thanking in awe of what he has put in my path and in my life and has allowed me to do the things that he's blessed me with, sure. But I think sometimes that you may think that first, but it just, it's, it's almost quicker to forget all those positive and wonderful things that, that Jesus has done for us. And we move on as when we're under a trials and tribulation or a tough time, we are focused on bettering in such a circumstance that really are all we can think about is that point is that our only hope is in Jesus, which is true. I mean, that's the person that we can turn to and and hope and pray for because certainly we can't control situations. We can't control outcomes or paths. And the Lord knew from day one what our path was going to be when he created us. And he knows the direction that we're headed. And we just have to hope and pray that our way of thinking and his plans for us might align and, and go that way but a lot of times they don't and he knows what's best so it can just be so frustrating when like you at least want to know what's coming like maybe it'd be easier to be patient if you knew that okay my pain's gonna be done in yeah. two weeks yeah. or yeah my my like I'm I right now I'm stressed because I'm like oh I don't know when I'm gonna have a job before I graduate right. blah 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 but if I knew the end game maybe yeah. I'd be like oh I have on June 15th you're gonna be starting your new job so don't <laughs> worry yeah it, it would be a lot easier but we're not all knowing like that. But we're not all knowing. And I think at that point, then we might get a little lazy in our relationship. Go, ah, you know, God's got this, which is a good, good place to be because God does have it. Mm-hmm. And he does have our best interest in mind. But it doesn't mean that our life's going to be perfect and full of rainbows and unicorns. It's, it's <laughs> We've got trials. And that, and that is what draws us closer to him is relying upon God to make that road for us and to he's encouraging us and as I say and I've said it to you Grace a bunch of times I'm your biggest cheerleader mm-hmm. well how much more is Jesus yeah I mean he's he's right behind us and and in front of us he's paving the way and you know he's supporting us, he's supporting <laughs> us from behind so we just have to seek him in all things that we do and it brings me to one of my favorite bible verses let me see if I can find my glasses here Oh, there they are. You've got like three of them. I know, I know. (laughs) So it brings me to James verses 2 to 4, and it is, My brethren, count in all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So... I believe that, I think, I'm not sure that we ever accomplish that until we enter those gates of heaven. It's it, it's a constant learning and a constant walk in our faith to be made complete. There's so many things that we have to go forward with in our lives and experience to reach that completeness. And I'm not sure that we ever become a complete until, until we're standing in front of the Lord. And it's hard to go, oh, I'm going to experience joy during this trial. Like, to me, joy and happiness are two different things. I think that when we go through various trials, 
and we're thankful that to know that as Christians that we have the Lord to look to d- during that time, that we should be grateful and thankful to know that he's right there with us and he's holding our hands and he's guiding us and directing us through it, no matter what the outcome may be. Because we, how many times do we pray for something that it's, it's not his will and it's not something that is in his plans for us. Or and, at least this world isn't going to offer us. Yeah. And so we have to be patient and knowing that, God, again, God's got our best interest at heart. And sometimes our best interest is not in this world. So that's not no, exactly what it depends no, on. No, and it's not what we should be wanting. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have we prayed for something over and over again and... You look back, five years has gone by, and you look back, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Crazy to think what would have happened if God would have answered those prayers. Oh, my gosh, yeah. (laughs) And, yeah, and you're going, thank God. He didn't, and and it's been, it's like even in my horse business, and, again, I've had horses since I was five years old and have been just an absolute horse-crazy person. And as I've gotten older and business ideas have came into my head. I thought I had my business all dialed in and things that I was going to do. And yeah, I mean, God's totally blessed me with that. A little bit of what I wanted, but he he brought me to a whole complete different direction of being a, a breeding stallion owner, which I had no interest in being at all. Zero, zero, zero. None. I didn't, did not want to own a breeding stallion, but now I do. And people talk and ask me about it. And I'm just, my answer is, I don't know what the Lord's got planned because obviously this is all his work because it's not what I wanted. I didn't pray for this. You were doing everything to work it around. Yeah. The girls. I, I was, I was, did not want the boys. I wanted the girl horses and I do have tons of those, but I don't know. And I still don't know where this is headed. It's early on and in my journey with being a breeding stallion owner, but I just tell you, obviously God knows what he's doing because I don't. And I'm, I'm kind of winging it and it's going pretty well. So, okay. And that's um, all I ever do is wing it. Yeah. I just wait for the doors to open. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to assume that God's got better th- ideas and he's the ultimate business advisor. So <laughs> I'm just going to sit back with patience and see where he, he takes me from here and takes our business. So do you have any other Bible verses that you like when you think about it? I do. I have a couple, which brings me to the other one of my other favorite Bible verses, which is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which reads, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future." And I constantly go back to that, even in in times of of trial and tribulation, of times of great sadness, and knowing that the Lord's ultimate goal and plan for us is to be with him with him for eternity and it's not just about what we're accomplishing here on earth it's about us walking with the lord in person you know at the end of our days here on earth that when we close our eyes here and we open them again we're we're standing at the feet of the lord and that's that is the lord's plan right there and that is our hope and our future we can't help but want to plan for the here and now, the things that are tangible, the things that we can see and experience, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we, we've got to, we can't just sit around and, and do nothing waiting to enter the kingdom of heaven. We've got to live. We're living our lives here on earth, and hopefully we're doing that in the sense that people can 
can witness our lives and want to know what's what's different about us and we have that opportunity to witness and share our love for Jesus Christ and all the things that he promises us and that is one of eternal life and so you know I go back to that to that bible verse and when I especially in time when I'm depressed and down I sit there and I I think about that it's such a simple straightforward I mean there's no question about what he's saying here in in his word about of this and at the same time it goes back to patience you know have patience that the Lord knows the plans that he has for us and we just need to take rest in that and during this time of of being down and and not mobile and basically dealing with the pain that I'm dealing with the most part is just having to when I'm not patient or I'm I'm feeling down and, and depressed I go back to that verse and, and read it and know that I'm not sure exactly what God's teaching me through this. I'm sure at some point I'm going to look back and go, ah, I got it. Or maybe it's just the fact that I was burning the candle at both ends and I just needed a time to rest. I, you know, it could be something as simple as that. I don't know, but I just know that the Lord is in control. When I gave my life to the Lord, uh, he took control at that point. And as much as I want to be the control freak, and he likes to sometimes let me think I am, I'm not. At the end of the day, I'm not. So I've got to learn to just, it's a constant battle to sit back, know that I can't change necessarily the things that are happening, work on the things that I can be responsible for. And, you know, my attitude. the controllables. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and basically a lot of that. What I can control is my attitude. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I need to work on is that my attitude is that that would be pleasing to the Lord. I think it's a neat concept talking about patience and trials and tribulations and the pain you're experiencing. You're talking about how the plans he has for us is to walk with them someday. And a correlation of where we're going is that there is no pain. Right. There is no right. fears and anxieties and stuff like that. So all the stuff that we're dealing with now, we say, oh, he has plans to prosper us. Maybe not here. Yeah. But yeah. for the rest of eternity, he's got yeah. plans to prosper us and experience things no longer that we had to deal with here on earth. Yeah, that's absolutely. I mean, I know his plans for us here on earth are to bring other people to know the Lord, mm-hmm. to share, to be the light in this world that we're living in. And we live in such a dark world, and especially in today's times, so that the with the pandemic and elections and all that kind of stuff that we've gone through. And there's been a lot of people, a lot of depression, a lot of suicides, a a lot of darkness, even more so than we've ever had before. And as Christians, it's, you find yourself going, well, what can our little light do in all these dark times? But one little light in a big dark house it stands out. It stands out and draws people. People want to know what that little flicker of a candle is, and they're going to walk towards it. That's the hope that I have. It brings me to the things that we go on with in life and the trials and the tribulations that we're going through here. It brings me to Romans eight thirty-eight to 39. reads, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels, angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It takes you back to it's all about no matter what what we face here, no matter the pain that I'm suffering, right, going through that's 
lasting way longer than I thought it was. The depression, the, the thoughts that might enter my head, the anger and all, all of that stuff. Since I gave my life to Jesus and I have been washed by his blood, there's not one thing, nothing on this earth that's going to be able to separate the love that God has for me and, and the love that I have for him. And in the end, that's all that matters is that I am his I'm his girl. I am, I am Jesus' daughter. I am his girl, and he is my father. There's nothing that can destroy that at all. And as much as the devil may try and the trials that Jesus allows me to go through, there's nothing in all of creation that can separate his love that he has for me and for, that I have for him. Yeah, not even we can screw it up. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I try. I, I'm pretty good at making mistakes and taking control of the situation, even though he's told me not to. When I feel like he slaps my hand, I'm like that little toddler that's walking around the house, putting my hand on everything. and my, Putting my, a penny in the outlets. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, my dad's telling me constantly, no, don't touch. And I do it anyways. And he slaps my hand and I say, ow. And I, I behave for a while and then I'm back to doing it again. <laughs> in that overall picture, that's exactly what I do with the Lord. I'm, I'm constantly, okay, I got this, Lord. Really, just, I, I got it. Just go along with me. And he tells me, oh, no. So here I, here I am. You know, let go of the reins a little. Let go of the reins. Let my husband take care of everything and just rely. I'm the last one. Somebody posted on Facebook of the three things. Which what are you least likely to ask for? And one was help. And I knew of the three. I'm like, yep. I don't ask for help. I'm one of those. I mean, you know that you'll come in the kitchen when I'm cooking and say, "Mom, can I help you?" And I'm like, "No." Yeah, ever <laughs> I since got I was it. Looking, I was like, "Can I help?" With no, no. I <laughs> you got can it. stay out of the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, go do something. And so that's the hardest thing is for me to do that. And it's, it, it, you coming home for this weekend was such a blessing, and you cooking dinner, and I didn't even have to get out of my chair. I didn't have to get plates down. I didn't have to do anything. I had dur- dinner served in my lap brought right out to me you you cleaned up the house you did everything you, you know you were a servant to me and it's such a huge blessing because as you know it's real hard for me to ask for certain things like that I I just like to handle things myself and, and get it done so that was that was a big blessing and I appreciate that I just have to be patient knowing that at any time, I'm going to wake up one morning and the pain's going to be a lot better. And if it's not, then obviously there's a reason why. And I don't know if I'll when I'll or how I'll figure that out. But there's a plan in all of it. I know that there's a reason. There's a learning experience. Yeah, and I think whatever I'm going through at some point is going to help somebody else out. Yeah, in some way, shape, or form. It might be little. It might be big. I don't know. But hopefully that. What I'm going through will have a positive effect on somebody else, somebody I can share something with. Even if it just means being more empathetic to someone else who's going through pain. Ab- absolutely. Like that. That's a very good point. Yeah. Are that is that all the verses you had to share today? Yes, I did. That is it today. Those are your favorite verses, though. Oh, I, I, I have a bunch. I mean, there's, but not everything relates to this topic. The, those last two you read, though, I know have always been a couple of your favorites. Yeah. Whenever it's like, what's your favorite? It's like, because neither life nor death nor yeah. anything else. That was a song that I used to sing in my in my young adulthood. There, when we were at worship, there was a song that was that verse. I loved it, and I could just sing that over and over again. 
I like the ones that are like verses that are easy repeatable. Sometimes you're just humming through your day and you mm-hmm. catch yourself doing them. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, like that verse there, there's just times like if I feel like I, I'm under an oppression of sorts, mm-hmm. I can sing that in my head and I just feel like it helps me put my armor on mm-hmm. and be stronger knowing that I feel like I have the army of God behind me at that point because there's not going to be anything that can penetrate mm-hmm. and separate me from, from the Lord. So I'll I'll sing that. Yeah. I love that we can sing songs and that's our battle. <laughs> I love that so much. I know. That's our fight. Our fight. We sing. our fight is we say Jesus yeah. in the air and we're like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness, because I, you know, I don't have to sing too much because, I mean, I don't think I'm an awful singer, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not Carrie Underwood or something like that. Well, so. you didn't bless me with vocal cords. You want to know what they said the other day in church? We're going over basically what what's up with the church, and one of the things is why do we sing songs? Why do we worship? And he said, and let me tell you, it's not because I have a good voice. God did not bless me with a good voice, but I told, I tell myself, God knew. That I, I, I say this too. God knew I'd be singing all the time. So he must think my voice is okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> he knew he'd have to hear it. Yeah. So if he was going to bless me with these awful vocal cords, that's on him. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, he's the one that, oh, yeah. He, he knew how much I'd sing to him. So I know that my terrible voice must still be Must, still must be not pleasing. be too bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness for that. Did you have anything else you want to add to the message today? Anything else you wanted to say? I don't think so. I've kind of gabbed a bunch. Yeah, we, we've done some gabbing. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, that was another super fun episode of Real Talks. Don't forget to review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give a follow on any of the Grace Talks podcast social media accounts. And maybe even share one of these episodes with someone you know. Next Bible study, we're going to be talking about Esther, one of my favorite women in the Bible. And so that's going to be really great. And then we will be back to another Real Talks episode. So I hope to see y'all then. If you have any questions about today's Real Talks episode, the Bible, or anything else, I would be happy to answer as best as I can. And if you haven't heard it today, God loves you. I love you. And I love you. (laughs) You are important. You have worth. And you have a purpose. We're signing off. See you later. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye.